0: You are listening to Checkbox Outreach, a podcast that showcases excellence and raises awareness of current issues from those who are directly impacted, but typically not at the table. Now, here are your hosts, Aaliyah Gaskins and Katie Leonard.
1: Hi, welcome to Checkbox Outreach. This is Katie.
2: And this is Aaliyah. And I feel like we say this every time we kick off the the podcast, Katie and I say that we are excited for our next guest. And the truth is, it's because we are literally excited. Like, we cannot wait to talk to our next guest. We are joined today by Ashana Allen, and she is the founder of Dope Nursing. And I feel like from every conversation we've had to the things we've talked about around race, equity, COVID-19, I feel like this is just going to be a great conversation where she's going to give us her perspective on the nursing profession and black excellence. So sit back, relax, and um, get ready to learn some stuff with us.
1: Hey, Shana, (laughs) welcome. I'm so grateful that you did this. Um, So, the goal of Checkbox Outreach is to highlight you, your journey, your successes in nursing and just in life, being an amazing mm-hmm. wife, being an amazing mom. But in terms of the nursing, let's start there. What led you into the nursing field? Well, I just want to say, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm excited.
0: And I'm like, so like nervous at the same time. No, but...
1: you're Use, it. <laughs> okay. Use it for the best energy.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, I know it might sound uh, cliche, but I've always wanted to be a nurse. You know, I enjoy helping people. um, And that was just my main goal. Um, I just want to say that my journey in becoming a nurse, it was not easy. And I took the long route. And I guess we'll get into that a little later. Um, but I just enjoy helping people um, helping them in becoming advocates for themselves and allowing them to have autonomy in their plan of care.
1: Wow, so what is your specialty specifically?
0: Well, I started out as a cardiac nurse, so I've been um, a cardiac nurse for going on six years. But I went back to school. I got my uh, master's in nursing informatics. Hey. Okay, congratulations. Woo. Thank you. So right now, I'm doing a utilization uh, management. So we are um, in contact with the doctors and the insurance companies. And so we are making sure the hospital is getting paid, number one, and we are ensuring that our patients are getting the coverage that they need.
1: Nice. So you said you took the long route. What does that mean exactly?
0: Well, yes, I took
1: the long route. Um, Well, of course, you know, everyone in high
0: school, you think that you're going to, you know, leave out of high school and go into college, um, go into your four-year college and become a nurse. It didn't happen for me like that. Um, Once I got to college, you know, I was trying to live the life. I was trying to party and do all the things that
2: that work hard and play hard. (laughs)
0: Exactly. And I didn't realize it, but my grades were not up to par. So when I applied to the nursing program, I didn't get in. Um, So I ended up, I had to change my major. And then after I graduated college, that's when I changed my whole mindset. And I said, all right, I need to get these grades up. And then I applied to nursing school and then it went on from there. Oh, yeah.
1: Nice. There's so no such thing you. as the long, the too long route though. And at least you didn't like weren't no. a teen mom like me and have <laughs> to deal with that. So I didn't no. even get to really party. So I'm always jealous of those stories.
2: Oh. It's okay. But both of you never gave up and look at all the dope stuff you're doing now. Um, speaking of that, I am curious, when did you start dope nursing? What is it? What does it stand for? What's the impact you're trying to make?
0: Okay, well, Dope Nursing, listen, it's been in my head for years, but... Hey, you took um, action. That's all that matters. (laughs) But but I would say I really introduced it um, the beginning of 2019. Uh, Dope Nursing stands for uh, deliver over patients' expectations. And my goal is just to encourage us all to go above and beyond for our patients, because we not only treat our patients, um, you know, by like passing their medications and things like that, we are their advocate. We treat them holistically. Um, And so I just want to encourage us all to go above and beyond.
2: I'm curious, you know, as you're watching these situations, and the mission of your organization is to make sure that folks are going above and beyond. Like, mm-hmm. what are some of the ways that you are encouraging other nurses that even when you see inequities, when you are on your last hour of your shift and you just got to keep pushing through, like, how do you keep going and keep pushing? And what does that look like?
0: Well, for me, like, if I am mentoring a new nurse, um, because like, we're always um, being put in the system. We're always being put in the situation where we have to mentor new nurses. So my goal when I have a new mentee is to treat every patient the the uh, same. It doesn't matter if you have money, resources, or anything like that. Everyone treat them the same. That's my goal.
1: Yeah. And it's hard when we yeah. look at implicit bias. And I tell people in trainings, everybody has it. Whether you're Black, yeah. you're yeah. white, you're Hispanic, whatever it is, we all look at anybody that we interact with. And in the first like 0.05 seconds, we make an assessment in our heads about what yeah. they might do for a living, what they sound like, whatever. And I think knowing that is so powerful when you don't have to then be ashamed that, oh, wow, I thought they were like this and they weren't. And so I think yeah. that's the very first thing. And I'm reading, um, what is it called? Small Great Things by, uh-huh. P- what's her name, Pakult, I think her name is. And I have my different takes on the whole story itself but it's about a nurse who is ultimately convicted of murder or not convicted charged with murder because she um they're saying caused the death of an infant baby but the infant baby is the baby of a white supremacist kkk member and she's the black nurse that they oh wow that they they didn't want her touching the baby but it highlights some of the issues to where when she's training somebody else a white lady that Mm -hmm. she's training the patient automatically assumes that the white lady is her boss, and so just those type of microaggressions. So, have you ever had any experience mm-hmm. where people haven't taken you seriously as a black nurse?
0: Oh yes, oh yes. I can remember this one time. I walked into a patient's room, and of course, he was, uh, you know, a white male, and he said, "Oh, hey, Nurse Ratchet," and I'm like, "Oh, what?" <laughs> And, you know, and it, it took me by surprise, like, I didn't know what to say. I said, okay. <laughs> um, and then he went as to go and say, okay, so are you my nurse or are you my uh, CNA or, you know, what? and I'm just like, sir, I am your nurse. I'm here to take care of you. Wow. And, you know, I didn't want to come back with anything that would make me lose my job. So I just had to leave the room and collect
1: my thoughts because that was so how do you how do you like how do you react in those situations that you have to provide care to this person?
0: Mm -hmm. Listen, in those type of um, situations, I just do what I'm there to do. I try to ignore it. And I'm I just I kill them with kindness. That's it.
1: Do you feel like that's what we're taught, though, as a Is a culture and Aliyah, you know, if you have any thoughts on this, like especially as black women, we're taught that Mm -hmm. ignore that and be extra kind. Do you
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think so. (laughs) I think so.
2: I mean, I feel like this reminds me of conversations Katie and I have had around, you know, what it means to be at the table and who people think should have a voice in these conversations. Mm -hmm. And that is black women were often thought, you know, you need to dress and look a certain way or when you're at the table, don't be too angry, don't be too quick to jump in, don't be too upset, Mm -hmm. or else you're just going to be labeled as okay, well, there's another angry black woman, and she probably shouldn't have been here anyway. And I don't know, I I don't think I have the answer. It's something I know I wrestle with internally. But like, Mm -hmm. how do you balance that? Like, how do you? be so unapologetically who you are to say what's on your mind and not worry about what others think, but also recognize being at that table. You don't want to lose that power and the privilege you have there because being there in those rooms where the decisions are made is so critical.
0: I mean, I just think that's the hard part is just trying to balance it all. Um, you know, I just, I, I I just proved that I am capable and, you know, I'm put in that room for a reason.
2: What are some of the different avenues or ways that we can get more folks into the nursing profession? Like when, I don't know, are there programs in high schools or at a young age that we could start to have? Are there different entry points? Yeah, I
0: think that um, in high school, it will be um, helpful to start having um, I guess, information for high school uh, students as
2: into what career they would like to uh, go into. I think something you said earlier that was so powerful is, you know, mentorship opportunities and yeah. being able to reach back and mentor other incoming nurses or even starting those programs much earlier. Yeah,
0: because I didn't have that. And so that's why I feel like that's kind of a reason why I took the long route, because I didn't know. And so, that's so I learned important. Yes. trial and error.
1: And when you think of, especially, you know, lower income communities, that this is a viable option. Nursing pays well. Right now you're seeing nurses getting paid, you know, triple time in some instances. Granted, Uh having to do a lot of COVID work and seeing a lot and dealing with a lot. But I Uh feel like that exposure is so powerful and that some people, Uh men and women, just don't think it's possible. And they don't, they don't, because they don't see it every day. Because
2: exactly, exactly. And I wonder if there's something in right now for the first time, we're actually acknowledging nurses as the heroes they are. And we have all these campaigns to say thank you and we're Mm -hmm. grateful. Like, how do we keep up that narrative? So as children are looking at what's my next career, like I wanna be that type of hero. I wanna be a nurse with serving people on the front lines.
0: Exactly, and I I truly, I feel you on that because it's funny because I felt like before this whole COVID-19 pandemic, it's like we really didn't have a voice. I know for us, um, well, I know for me at the hospitals that I've worked in, we had lack of uh, staff, lack of resources, um, our pay. And now since there's like a pandemic, oh, they want to pay us top dollar. Yeah. Uh, they want to offer us all of this like free, you know, merchandise and gear. And I'm like, well, what? Where was all this yeah.
1: <laughs> Like, like, like last year? Right. And even in in that appreciation, it's talking about pay. And when you look at women as a whole, and we're typically, you know, we're not making as much as men. So what are those uh-huh. disparities within the industry? And then what are the upward upwardly mobile opportunities for people to get involved? But I also think it's important when we go back to that exposure, that's really key for younger people. But when we look uh-huh. at people our age and their thirties and their forties. Mm-hmm. Like this is a, this is an option. You can have a family uh-huh. and you can go into this. And I think you can yes. speak to this better than I can. You have two small boys. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. how, what, how do you balance it?
0: Listen, I just take one day at a time. Um, and because like half the time I'm like, how did I do that? You know? <laughs> um, and I just want to, Oh, and I just want to say like I just think that a lot of like younger people they just think that nursing is just only like working in the hospital Mm -hmm. the nursing field is so broad you can be a travel nurse you can work for an insurance company you can work for a lawyer's office you can work for a pharmaceutical company you can work from home like there are so many opportunities
2: and I don't think that they know that yeah and earlier you mentioned sort of one of the things that you're helping nurses do is become better advocates and I think mm-hmm. we often don't think of like the ways in which we can use our stories and our professions to change mm-hmm. policies and systems in this space, whether mm-hmm. that is, Katie, I think you mentioned advocating for better pay or making sure our nurses have the supplies they need. Like, how, mm-hmm. do, we, how do we empower more nurses to see that as a viable route as well?
0: It's all about education, um, period. Um, I think, and, and it's also like, um, it's also like the change in uh, culture too um, of the, the hospitals. Because I can go from a hospital in the uh, city and that whole culture is uh, different. It's more of like nurses um, have more of a voice because they speak what they need. But then you go to a hospital where they have the resources and it's like nurses are quiet because they are afraid of the higher ups, Mm -hmm. you know, so.
1: And there's so many different factors at play when you look at hospitals as a whole they are a business right like they have to meet their bottom lines and some of them Mm -hmm. you know they have the requirements to meet the needs for the uninsured populations or whatever that might Mm -hmm. be but at the end of the day they have you know expense reports to do just like any other business Uh that's out there so you add on the business implications from the hospital to the Uh impacts of the insurance companies to then Uh the lack of education and awareness of the people that are coming through the doors Um, Uh it's just a recipe for chaos almost and it really is and when you look at lower income communities when you look at black and brown communities it that's where it's hardest hitting and what I've said before is that COVID nineteen isn't anything that's happening with COVID nineteen isn't a new profound issue. It's just magnifying everything that we're seeing.
0: That exactly. Yeah, exactly. And and then also, you know, I just I, I feel bad for a lot of, you know, like black people who who feel like, okay, because I don't have insurance, I can't go to the hospital because I can't pay. A lot of these hospitals have uh, charity care, you know, and mm-hmm. things like that, and they don't know that. So, you know, I just want to encourage anybody, if you need medical attention, go to the hospital, whether you have insurance or not, they have, uh, you know, they have resources
2: out there to help us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the things you guys, you're focused on right now? Like what's your next big step or your next project you're working on? Um, my next
0: big project, I think, is creating an ebook or maybe a book. Um, and in the book, I want to just help new nurses or people who want to get into the nursing field on what the uh, steps they need to take. I want to explain like the first year of nursing, like how to even get through that and then just how to go into different avenues.
1: So do you think that's like your area of expertise in terms of mentorship? Is that starting in your career space? I think because so. Because I'm sending yes. all the people to you now moving forward. Like, oh, you yes. have questions? Listen,
0: because, because I wish I had that when I was coming through this whole like nursing experience. I knew nothing.
1: Yeah. And a lot of times you find that people aren't willing to reach their hand back and pull you up with them yeah. because it feels like competition. It feels, you know, like there's not enough to go around yeah. and there's nothing further from the truth. I mean, Ali and I can sit here and celebrate you for the next five years and there's still enough out there for us to win. Yes. And I everybody think can that win. Being, yes. And that being the culture that this isn't a competition. Like exactly. we can all level up together. Yeah, and
0: I think that is an issue that we have amongst ourselves too.
2: Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh yes. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, like that's, the t- a whole, that's a whole another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it really is.
0: It really is. We can all win.
1: <laughs> so you, um, your website for Dope Nursing, you do a blog.
0: Listen. Okay. My goal is to do a blog at least once a
1: month. Okay. <laughs> but, okay. But you know, I haven't been. So Um, we'll say quarterly right now. There you go. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. And then
0: then like on the blog, I just talk about my... Um, experience in being a mom, a wife, um, a full time nurse, and just how to handle it all. And very
1: well dressed. I just, this is a podcast, so people can't see you, but you are one of uh-huh. the best dressed people, Stop I it. swear. Like sometimes I'll look at things like some of your posts on Instagram and I'll be like, gosh, how does she pull that off? Like, so you definitely can do the fashion Thank side you. too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I try. Okay. I'm going to be texting you. Like, I don't, I'm going to be in the store because I have, I don't. Have the patience. I'm gonna follow
2: um, you for inspiration. Yes. As a new yes. mom, I get excited by putting on like a clean yes. t-shirt. So yeah, so, I'm gonna
1: be To start to wrap up, if you you know, we're this podcast is all about the change makers like yourself, right? Like you had the idea for uh-huh. dope nursing. However long it took you to execute is uh-huh. irrelevant. You executed, you uh-huh. made the, the thing quote unquote happen. You know, you're Uh in the trenches every single day with your nursing career, Uh you're growing, you went back, you did your master's, like, Uh doing big, big things, right?
0: Trying, thank you. (laughs) But
1: (laughs) with the gaps that you've mentioned today, whether that's access, you know, to care or patient knowledge or, you know, talking about the only 9.9% of nurses uh-huh. are Black, if you had the ear of the decision makers, whoever they might be in your industry, what uh-huh. would you tell them? Like, what are they not quite, you know, getting from from the people doing the work on the ground level? I just
0: want to encourage them to have the proper resources, education, um, all the things that we need to properly care for these patients, um, especially in... Um, communities where there is a lack of resources. Why can't, why can't it be enough to go
2: around Mm -hmm. is my, is my question. At the end of the day, we started Checkbox Outreach because we wanted folks like you, other women and men in our community to have a platform where they could talk about the issues and things that are most important to them. And so I'm curious Why do you continue to share your story, whether that's through your blogs or the work you're doing with Dope Nursing? And what would you say maybe to the next generation of women um, or others who are interested in nursing?
0: Um, I just wanna encourage brown and black people like me that we can do it. Even if there is a lack of education, resources, there are people out there who want to help. And I just wanna help anyone that I can. So if you need some mentorship questions that need to be asked, you can go on my blog, um, Instagram um, at www.dopenursingllc.com or my IG is ish.rn or dope underscore nursing.
1: I love it. I love it. I'm so excited Again. for you. And I just love the work that you're doing. So thank you so much for taking time out of your day. Um, right now, being quarantined with small children, I know for both of you is probably very difficult. So shout out to you both. Um, but thank you. Thank Ishana. you for this having is really, me. really awesome.
2: Yes. Thank you this for joining us really today.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> I had a great ready time.
2: for you.
0: <laughs> yes. I had a great time. It's time for action. Checkbox Outreach is more than a podcast and simply putting a check in a box. This is about
2: impact and moving the needle. Aaliyah and Katie, what are the next steps? Okay, Aaliyah, are you
1: ready to become a nurse?
2: Not just yet. I'm going to leave it to the
1: professionals (laughs) like
2: (laughs) Ishana. I I will be over here cheering her on.
1: Yeah, I always, I've just seen nurses take so much and they are I'm I'm just really glad they're being recognized as heroes right now. But I always said if I was ever in that healthcare setting and a doctor snapped at me, like how I've seen physicians snap at nurses, I'd lose my job. Like there's no way I would be able to keep my composure, so I give them so much credit. And just like in my classes in the detention center that I used to teach, we used to have this part of our class curriculum where we talked about who was in power, who was the authority, who was the boss type figure. And I would always talk about authority and who's in the know. And I was like, a physician and a nurse. Who's in the know? And they always, they're always like the nurses. The nurses know like the real deal. And not discrediting physicians, but the nurses are are bringing the heat for sure.
2: Exactly. Um, my cousin. Shout out to my cousin Michelle. She is a nurse, and we were actually just talking about the way in which she approaches care. And listening to how important it is to her and how intently she focuses on listening to her patients, she was like, oh my gosh, I look at their arm and I want to talk to them about what's going to be the right place for their IV. What do I need to understand so that, you know, you're not going to have bruising in a place like what's really important or it's not going to be too uncomfortable. And just, I don't know, that ability to go above and beyond and to spend that time with a patient. Nurses don't get enough credit for no. what they're observing, what they're seeing and what they're doing, which is why. I know I was mind blown talking to Ishana and just learning about dope nursing. And particularly when she talked about, you know, at the end of the day, the focus of her business is on how do you go above and beyond expectations? How do we stop just focusing on, you know, healthcare as an industry or a business, but how do we focus on the person right in front of us and doing above and beyond what they can imagine and creating a space where they feel you know, a part of their healthcare where they can ask questions, where they can engage, especially in an event that for most people is pretty traumatic.
1: Yeah, for sure. And touching on the above and beyond. So one, I did like that she mentioned nursing isn't just in the hospital setting, that it is so broad and it is a career that has tremendous upward mobility that people really should explore. Men, women, everybody should explore it just because it's not an industry that's going to go out anytime soon. The other piece in looking at care was when she talked about autonomy and care, and especially with dope nursing going above and beyond, really helping people navigate, one, the route to becoming a nurse. I thought that was really great that she pointed that out. But two, for patient care. And I mentioned education and awareness about pa- the patient experience and I didn't mean I guess I didn't mean it in a context where people are uneducated and they don't know but the the complexity behind care especially when you're really really sick and the complexity if you have insurance if you don't have insurance how do you access care there's so much there and there's so many issues and barriers that people have to go through to actually just have the care that they need that supports them in the best way possible.
2: I want to go back to what you said about the route to becoming a nurse, because that part of the conversation reminded me of what we talked to Bernadette about a few episodes ago when she spoke to just the importance of education. And I think what Ashana was bringing up is it's not just the classroom education, but exposure and mentorship are really important to making sure that people know, you know, different pathways that you can take, mm-hmm. um, different careers that are available to you, how to navigate, you know, professional and personal situations that may come up in your job. Yeah. And I was thinking, you know, even when I was little, I don't think I knew many nurses. I don't think I, I mean, I knew of, uh, like physicians, I feel like every every little kid gets that little doctor bag that has the, you know, the, oh, tools yeah, the, and the stethoscope <laughs> and the thing i forget what it's called, but you hit people on their knees with oh, it. Oh, what is that called? Reflexes. Yeah. I don't know, but I used to smack everyone in my family um, with it because I thought I was going to be a physician, but to know that there are just so many different pathways, I think really thinking about what does it look like in our education settings to, dive deeper into that to expose people to, okay, nursing informatics, nursing advocacy, all of these different routes that someone can take, and then connecting them with people who are willing to reach back and say, these are some of the different classes you should take. These are some of the questions you should consider as you're thinking about this career. These are the different programs that might be really good to give you exposure or to go to for your studies.
1: In any, I route, in any route, I mean, and this just happens to be a conversation on nursing, but if you are if you've navigated your way and you quote unquote make it, reach back and talk to people. If you're a mom, talk to nurses or people who want to be nurses that are, are parents. You know, you have gone down your lane and have your experiences for a reason, to share with other people, to say, Hey, I've had that similar experience. Let me tell you how I navigated this system. And that, that is so, so critical because some people will count themselves out. Just as women, one of the best pieces of advice that I've ever had has always been let somebody else tell you no because we talk ourselves out of so much. So apply for the job and let that person tell you no. Or... Whatever it might be, it's gonna. It might hurt and suck when they do tell you no. But so many times we tell ourselves no and don't even put ourselves in the game.
2: This is true. Nobody's telling Kanye West no. <laughs> he's, he's still going. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. But there's no. But there's no wrong route. And if your journey is longer than what you think, that's okay because there's no standard. There's no standard of what this thing called life is. Like we're just all figuring it out as we go along. The other thing that I really wanted to touch on. I mentioned the book, Small Great Things, and it's kind of related and unrelated. So the book is about nursing, and it's very much about racism in in society, but also in nursing. My daughter had that book as required reading, and I think the book actually still belongs to West Potomac High School, so maybe I'll return it, but it was required reading at her school, and many parents actually had objections to their kids reading that book. And I just want to point out, again, we live in a very quote-unquote liberal area and people seem to think that hey I vote a certain way and so therefore I'm not racist or I don't need to be anti-racist and that is a conversation that we need to be having about when you are exposed to different conversations or different truths what does that reaction look like and in nursing and in healthcare delivery it's very very important
2: deeper than just I don't want to have the conversation about race. I think people just naturally don't like to be uncomfortable. And that's exactly what those conversations are. I think it's also very hard that if your reality and your everyday has been different to have somebody present something that is not what you're used to, I think really puzzles people and nobody in this area, nobody in most areas, but particularly this area likes to be wrong or (laughs) think that their perspective is not the right one. And so, I mean, we've talked about this before, but really pushing past that, especially in the healthcare industry where Sometimes you can't even describe the experience you're going through as a patient yep. and you just need to somebody to accept that as that's the reality. You don't know why it feels this way. You don't know why the pain is a 10, but it actually doesn't feel like that little smiley face picture that they have <laughs> on the thing, but like it feels worse than that. But that's the only thing they're giving you to t- describe it. Yep. Like I think to be able to accept other people's story and experience with health and illness and navigating the healthcare system oh, yeah. is so critical and it's super uncomfortable but you have to push through it
1: and the other thing I it touched my heart when Ashana was like if her ask was we should have the resources that we need why can't there be enough to go around and when you look at access to care you look at delivery of care and you look at funding of health care in general There isn't enough to go around in any three of those silos. And we need to have a much more intentional effort in how we fund, in how we create advocacy and education, and then how we deliver services. And for example, black and brown people have experienced racism in the healthcare setting more than any other race. And a lot of clinical trials that you see are not tested on black and brown people or the, the sample sizes are really low. And so therefore the treatments might not have real efficacy. And so we need to really be having these conversations about how are we comprehensive in our approach, again, to delivery, to access, and to funding to really make sure we're serving the needs of all people in all communities.
2: And not waiting for a crisis to have these conversations, because one of the things she talked about was, you know, things that her and other nurses have been asking for, for decades, and we're told no, now all of a sudden, there's a possibility that they could happen or because we're in the midst of an emergency. Now there's a new conversation, we need to get much better, not just in nursing, but education, all of the issues we've touched on on this podcast, and we don't have to wait for a crisis and for the system to fall apart to try and have conversations about how to change it. Yeah. Um and then just to your point about understanding race racism and these issues within healthcare, two resources I wanted to put out that we can put on our resource page, but there's a book called Just Medicine by Dana Bowen and it goes through the history of healthcare and race and racism in our country and it's a powerful, very dense, but powerful oh, read. Really. Um There's also, I want to say, Health Affairs recently put out an article called The Social Determinants of of Death, Um, and it's called Race and Racism, which I think is a powerful flip because we often talk about the social determinants of health. Mm -hmm. Um, So just two powerful recent reads that I found really helpful on this topic.
1: Well, I will go on our website, and I will check those out, Aaliyah. Thank you for sharing. But. The ask here, I think, is one for people to pay attention. And the same as any of our other conversations is to really identify and start to dismantle the racism and the racist policies, practices, procedures, behaviors, actions, everything that has put people where they are and then what access to services do they have. On the other side of that is saying, how can we use nursing as almost like an economic developer in looking at workforce development and looking at career pathways and upward mobility I am a firm believer that nursing can be something huge that whether you're looking at community health workers or public health nurses, I mean, the, the spectrum is so broad in what you can do in nursing and the pay is there. And I'm all about income equity and upward mobility in terms of your income bracket. So reach out to Ishana. She'd be obviously an awesome mentor for everybody. I mean, that would be my ask that I would put on people.
2: So two other asks I would lift up. One, if you know a nurse, say thank you. And then two, ask them what they need. Because I think right now we've made the assumption that the things our heroes need most are free lunch and coffee, which may be great. But I'm sure there might be other things they need as well. And if there's a way that you can lift up your voice and advocate for the things that they need in order to do their job in a way that is safe and makes an impact and doesn't put them at risk as well, that's the stuff we should be pushing for. So. Thank them and then figure out how you can support them.
1: You're so nurturing. Your son is so lucky, Aaliyah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you.
2: I'm giving you I the hug. I love it. I know. I'm like,
1: you. go eat people's faces and tell them what you need. And you're <laughs> you're so kind. I need your balance. I love it. So thank you.
2: <laughs> thank you for being my partner in
1: this. No another problem.
2: Another great conversation. <laughs>
1: Thank you for listening to another episode of Checkbox Outreach. Our episodes are available on our website, on iTunes, on Spotify. We are also available on Twitter at Disrupt Outreach.